here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott, week six is winding down. One more game to go tonight. Uh, that would be the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and the Denver Broncos. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, that okay. is. Uh, yeah. Denver gets to play on primetime for the fourth time in seven weeks. And. Well, at least they play yeah. a good team this time. <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll get to see somebody else to score some points on mm-hmm. prime time. Uh, so that'll be, you know, winding down. We're uh, we're going to be heading into week seven. More bye weeks coming up. Uh, adjusting on the fly for that, as well as injuries that come up. And, and a lot of news now that we're in the, you know, first third-ish of the season's kind of already wound down. Uh, almost Almost getting to that halfway point. I know it's crazy how fast this season is going. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I know they're talking about temperatures this week, uh, at least here in the Philadelphia area, talking about dropping into the low mid 30s. And it's like, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> Frost on the pumpkin. It's official. Winter is coming. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is coming. It is slowly coming. And, and it can't get here fast enough for, uh, for us Eagles fans, obviously a nice win against the Cowboys this week. Uh, big shout out too to the Philadelphia Phillies. They're going to win the World Series. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> it's a great time to be in this area and be a, a fan of those teams. So uh, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. Pat, you want to hit him with the socials? Yeah, sure. So uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at the Nine Route One and at Scott from Delco. You can also check out our website www.thenineroutefb.com. And if you'd like to email the show, you can do that at the nine route FFB at gmail.com. And yeah, we were just talking before we before we got on air here about, you know, there's certain times when, you know, some cities tend to go through these these streaks where, you know, it's like all their sports teams are doing well at the same time. I remember a few years back, uh, the Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think the Red Sox won the World Series. And I want to say the I want to say the Celtics. I know that was one of the years that the Patriots, I believe, won the Super Bowl. Um, so they they had three championships in that you know in that area, that Boston, New England area. So uh, hopefully this this will be this will be Philly's year. We get a we get a huge World Series win. Uh, Eagles, you know, obviously still the only undefeated team in the NFL, and uh, I mean Flyers two zero so far. I mean, <laughs> yeah, nobody expected that. Did they? <laughs> Uh, I know it's a fantasy football podcast, but we do uh, like to delve into some other sports here and there as far as our, our viewing pleasure goes. We don't we don't talk about that on the podcast because uh, I, I probably wouldn't know anything about any of those other sports, uh, at least not as much as, as I know about football. So uh, we leave those we leave those other sports to to the professionals. Time for the news. So today we are going to uh, get into the unfortunate injury news once again. Not as many injuries to fantasy relevant players this week, so hopefully we'll be able to go through them quickly. We are going to give you those uh, those waiver wire moves that you can make based off of some of these injuries as well, and then we'll jump into our week seven 
waiver wire, other guys, basically guys who, you know, maybe we hadn't talked about due to injuries, but guys that just, you know, are producing a little bit more uh, as of recently and uh, guys you, you know, you kind of see uh, on the uptick that you might want to grab and, and stash on your bench. So we'll, we'll talk about a few of those as well. You, uh, you want to kick us off with the first big piece of news? Oh, well, we kind of had a, I guess you want to call it like an Antonio Brown light situation uh, <laughs> yesterday. The Carolina Panthers, obviously, last week, we, we talked about it. Everybody's aware that Matt Rule is gone as head coach. Uh, they cleaned house with some coordinators as well. And it uh, looked like Robbie Anderson, uh, who has had some high highs, but mostly low lows in his uh, season and a half with the Carolina Panthers, uh, seemed like he was getting into it with the head coach, uh, interim coach Steve Wilkes. And he was told to go home in the middle of the game. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, there's some fallout from it. Him defending himself and saying that, you know, the coaching staff felt like he wasn't giving his all, wasn't giving 100%. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be a judge of that. I, I can't say I was sitting there watching that game with bated breath. Again, he's a talented athlete. He's a great wide receiver at times. And, and it'd be nice to see him catch on to uh, more consistent work and, well, turns out that, that uh, that's happening. Uh, Robbie Henderson today traded to the Arizona Cardinals for a 2024 sixth and a 2025 seventh round pick per Ian Rappaport. Uh, that being said, on the waiver wire, uh, obviously Robbie Henderson may fall to the waiver wire, but you know there were there were some injury news that maybe necessitated this trade that we're going to get into shortly. Um, at the same time. Terrence Marshall, I think last year was a guy out of LSU. A lot of people were high on as a sleeper. Didn't have a great season, but he's probably available out there. You would definitely see him slide up right now. He's probably going to be your third wide receiver uh, behind the rest of the gang there in Carolina. And again, you're not talking about world beaters and a great offense, but you know if you're getting more snaps and, and targets heading your way, and, and maybe finally get a chance to you know flash that potential, so to speak. Uh, that's something you definitely want to look for. But Robbie Anderson, no longer a Carolina Panther. He is now an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, just uh, real quick on the the Robbie Anderson trade. Uh, LaVisca Chenault was out this week, injured, uh, didn't play in the game, but he could potentially see some more snaps in that offense. If you recall, he was just traded to the Carolina Panthers a few weeks ago. So there is a possibility that uh, you know he could get a little bit more involved as well as Terrace Marshall, but he did Marshall did get uh, some looks in the game this past week, got a target, ran on 45% of the snaps. So I think he definitely, uh, you know, like you said, going to be at least their their third wide receiver. I think Chenault could end up being there too, or, or that could flip-flop, but uh, definitely those guys could get a little bit more action on a not-so-great offense. But, uh, you know, again, if you're hurting at the wide receiver position, you need to a dart throw. Those guys are um, available in, in most leagues. Unfortunate injury news to get into. I know this one's going to break your heart a little bit here, mm-hmm. but uh, Carson Wentz, if you recall on the Thursday night game against the Bears, had that uh, his hand hit the defender's hand as he was releasing the pass. As it turns out, he fractured his uh, ring finger on his throwing hand. Just had some extra tests done in LA with hand specialists. And it does look like he's going to need surgery and is going to be out four to six weeks. In the meantime, it looks like Taylor Heineke will probably be the quarterback for the Washington Commanders taking over for that team. 
I am not a huge fan. Uh, I had Heineke last year on one of my dynasty teams. You know, never really felt confident playing him. Uh, you know, maybe one or two weeks where he seemed like a good matchup. I uh, had and did have a couple of good games last year. But uh, my thought process with this injury is if if Wentz is out four to six weeks, and again, you know, we'll just we'll call it the full six just to just for argument's sake. But if that ends up being the case. They've got some tough teams coming up between uh, the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles three out of the next four weeks. Right now, the Commanders are not really, you know, they're, they're the only team in the NFC East with a losing record. They're not really in the playoff hunt, so to speak. Obviously, with this injury, it's probably not going to get better. They're probably not going to win more games with a backup quarterback. But again, my thought process on this is, while Taylor Heineke will probably start a couple weeks, I think once Sam Howell is ready and once Ron Rivera thinks that that Howell is ready to start, I have a feeling that that game on Thursday night may be the last time that you see Carson Wentz for this team. I think at this point, Wentz is on a one-year deal. So Washington's going to have to decide whether or not they are you know, going to renew his contract at the end of the season. And Hal's a rookie that they took, uh, I believe, in the fourth round of the draft. And, you know, he, he was definitely one of the guys at the beginning of the season who, you know, was sort of looked at as, as a top three prospect coming into this draft. All quarterbacks in this draft went a little bit later than I think we all expected. But, uh, I mean, I think if you're Ron Rivera and if you're the commander's organization, I think you have to give Sam Howell a look in this spot at some point. Again, if you're not going to compete this year, I mean, what's the point of bringing back a, a guy like Carson Wentz who you know exactly what he is, what he brings to the table, and you know Sam Howell is still that unknown guy that you could you know potentially have drafted the next Dan Marino or whatever. Like you don't you don't know how good these guys are until they get an opportunity to play. And I think that the commander should and will consider giving Sam Howell uh, a, a pretty long look at the end of the season. If Carson Wentz does remain out and they, uh, and the commanders continue to lose games the way they have been. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely agree with you on that one. I think it's just going to be a, a matter of time now for, for that uh, other shooter drop, but definitely uh, Sam Howell, I think is probably going to, Get some looks at, at the quarterback position. Uh, another quarterback uh, we're going to talk about real quick, Kenny Pickett uh, was knocked out with a head injury, turned out to be a concussion. He did not return. Uh, his status for week seven obviously is unknown. We are, you know, the dreaded day-to-day, however you want to call it. That offensive line for Pittsburgh is pretty bad. Uh, they're, you know, to say, you always joke and say, oh, they're going to get somebody killed. But, you know, they're not very good at defending their quarterback last year we saw it and they really didn't do anything to fix it this is something you want to take a little bit of a you know you want to be careful if you drafted this guy in the first round to be your franchise quarterback and he's already getting beat up pretty good obviously you know it's, it's a tough slate that he's got you, you just got to really protect him uh so you might see him miss a week just to you know make sure he clears it right now obviously with pittsburgh they're really not in any super contention right now uh two and four you know they're kind of floundering in in that AFC North which is you know pound for pound one of the toughest divisions in football I think you might see him sit out for maybe a week 
uh, especially now with, you know, the concussion protocols being a lot stricter and, and teams trying to make sure that they're not doing anything that's going to damage these guys for, for the long haul. Yeah, that new rule definitely scares me a little bit because I do I do uh, roster Kenny Pickett in a few leagues, and I did want to start him next week, and now that's a little bit in question, but uh, we will see how that goes you know, later on in the week. I'm sure Pittsburgh will name their starter. Uh, at some point in the week, give you time to to pivot if you were looking at Kenny Pickett. Another quarterback injury, uh, Skylar Thompson from the Miami Dolphins was our third-string quarterback. It was in there because of the whole Tua situation. Teddy Bridgewater backed him up in this game, again, because he went out with a concussion in last week's game as well. So Dolphins decided to start Skylar Thompson, who then goes out and injures himself in this game. And now the Dolphins have no fully healthy quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, he did not return in that game. Looked like uh, some kind of, it looked like his, from the, the pictures that I saw, it looked like his, his nail was maybe ripped off or something like that. There was a lot of blood around uh, the fingernail area. Not really sure what exactly happened, but definitely a, a, a thumb injury. Not really much to talk about here. He's he's not really a fantasy option, not going to be a fantasy option. Tua is scheduled to return next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, I don't think Skylar Thompson will be on uh, any fantasy radars anytime soon after this week. Moving on, uh, we're looking at a pretty big wide receiver injury here. And again, this probably is what helped to really necessitate that Robbie Anderson trade, uh, at least the partner uh, that, that the Panthers dance with. Uh, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, potentially out for the season, seen leaving uh, in a walking boot on his left foot. You know, th- this is one where whether it's broken, high ankle sprains, all that stuff, you don't want to see this happen. Obviously, they're going to have to do a lot of tests and, and check them out and everything else. You know, you have some options out there on the waiver wire with this. Um, you know, most people probably have stashed uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's coming back off his suspension from the beginning of the season. Rondale Moore led the team with 10 targets. I, I think, again, another guy that was out there for a little bit was Greg Dortch, uh, who was doing well. And then as the wide receiving core got healthy, he kind of stepped back a little bit. You might see him move back into the the starting lineup and be a little bit more of a force. And again, obviously acquiring Robbie Anderson is big and they have uh, some other targets out there. But Marquise Brown, uh, again, per Adam Schefter, it could be potential season-ending injury with foot, ankle for him. And, and it stinks. It's first season out there really trying to make a name for himself and had been doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, as far as, you know, in our league of record, you're talking about a top 10 wide receiver right now. So uh, that's that's a tough loss for any of the owners out there as well. So I uh, hope you get better soon, buddy. We'll, we'll see you out there hopefully this season. But if not, we'll see you healthy for next season. Yeah, another unfortunate injury. Uh, Randall Cobb went out in the Packers-Jets game. It was a fear at first that he had actually broken a bone. X-rays were negative, though, and it looks like it's probably a high ankle sprain, which, as we know, for these guys who you know who run around a lot, these high ankle sprains are things that linger for a few weeks. I mean, there's no expected timetable at this moment for Randall Cobb, but if it is a high ankle sprain, uh, especially at his age and and you know the fact that as we get a little bit older, we don't necessarily heal as fast. Uh, I think he's going to definitely miss a few weeks. Uh, as far as waiver wire actions from there, Dobbs is probably not available. He may be available in your league, depending on uh, how savvy your your other league mates are. And 
how deep your league is. But if, if Dobbs is available, he's definitely the guy to pick up. He has been the second on the team in targets. And Christian Watson is also coming back uh, from injury for the Packers. I don't know if he'll be back for week seven. I, I believe he will be. It looks like he will be. But he's a guy who, you know, when he's healthy, the Packers do try to get him involved and get him on the field and, and get some passes thrown to him because he is a, a special athlete. Um, so these are a couple guys that you could pick up. Right now, the Packers offense, not looking too great. You know, nobody's really been outstanding. I mean, even Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard, who was supposed to be the, the wide receiver one on that team. Uh, nobody really living up to the hype. It's been a lot of mediocre performances from a lot of the Packers, including Aaron Rodgers in fantasy this year. So not saying that you need to go out and grab Dobbs and Christian Watson right away. And, and you know, these guys are going to be the next superstars and be in your lineup every week. But as we know, in fantasy football, you constantly want to be adding assets to your roster. Uh, anytime you get the opportunity to add a player who is a little bit better than the player that you could drop, uh, you want to take the opportunity to do that because it gives you options later on uh, when injuries happen, when you know trades happen, when all of these things go down, uh, you want to have as many options as possible. So if, if Dobbs or Watson is available, I would go out and pick one of those guys up if you have uh, you know a, a spot on the end of your bench where you know, maybe you were holding on to a, a backup running back or, uh, you know, maybe a wide receiver who had, uh, you know, maybe just been disappointing, but but had a little hype. You know, these guys definitely playing with Aaron Rodgers is, is a boost to their fantasy outlook. So I definitely would go out and grab those guys if you can. One more wide receiver, one more injury. Uh, Kendrick Bourne sounds like a toe injury, which sounds like a small thing, but they tend to be big. Not that it was his big toe. We don't know which toe it was for sure. <laughs> uh, but there is no current timetable on his return. So in, in the meantime, uh, Taekwon Thornton on that offense had a nice little game <laughs> yesterday. Picked up a couple of touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. I'd say he's definitely a guy that some people might have had stashed as a rookie. Everybody knew he had a lot of speed. That was the whole deal with the draft. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had been inactive. Kendrick Bourne banged up. Bailey Zappi is doing pretty well as, as a rookie quarterback. So uh, sometimes these rookies get together, they hook up and, and become, you know, best of friends, so to speak, and, and really kind of have a connection from being those guys that practice together a lot. So you definitely want to keep an eye, I think, on possibly picking him up. Uh, might take a week or two to see him really shake out. Obviously, Devontae Parker is the, the top dog there. But Tyquan Thornton could fill in. Kedrick Bourne. No timetable for return, and those toe injuries, they can be nagging. They can last a couple of weeks and, and just totally affect the guy's performance. So uh, we'll have to see how it shakes out there in New England. Yeah, one other injury to get to before we jump into our waiver wire stuff. Cameron Brait was carted off and taken off in a stretcher in that game uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. looked like a uh, – wasn't really a helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. It was more of like a helmet-to-chest, and it – Something happened with his neck. He just kind of fell down and, um, you know, didn't didn't want to move and didn't want to get get up. And so they they brought the card out and carted him off. Uh, he did give the thumbs up when he left the field. So it's good. Uh, was reported that he had movement in his, you know, all of his fingers and toes and feeling and all that stuff. So um, hopefully avoided a major injury, but uh, probably not likely to come back to the team right away. 
as far as waiver wire options, I mean, if you were playing Cameron Brait, you were probably streaming tight ends anyway. I don't necessarily know that I would want to jump on any of the Bucks tight ends. I think there are other streaming tight end options out there that you can use. I think if anything, this probably gives a little bit more value to a guy like Russell Gage, who, you know, as the third wide receiver with Julio Jones, you know, missing time once again. Gage is a guy who, when he gets his opportunity to get on the field, is a good player. He just doesn't always get that opportunity. So, uh, we, you know, with the tight end Cameron Braid out, obviously um, they'll still have a tight end in on these formations, but uh, I think Tom Brady will be looking more towards the third wide receiver in those sets rather than uh, a guy that he trusted in Cameron Braid for, for the time that he was available. So, again, not a huge thing, but if, if Gage is available, I think he's a, a, a potential flex option depending on the matchup moving forward until break comes back into the lineup. All right. Uh, so that completes the injury news, uh, so to speak. Obviously, there were other ones out there, but these are some major ones that can affect players on your roster or players that you may have been looking to pick up, and, and now you know you got to stay away from them. Other guys that maybe are going to be interesting waiver wire pieces, I guess we'll get started. Some of these are – some of them are running backs, you know, not so much handcuffs, but because of the way those backfields have been, we're not sure how things are going to play out. Weekly waiver wire. I'm going to start in Baltimore. You have Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards on his way back from injury as well. Kenyon Drake yesterday, uh, 10 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. J.K. Dobbins was only seven carries for 15 yards. Uh, didn't look too good. Looks like he was held out a little bit, uh, particularly in probably the second half with some knee tightness. And obviously, they're going to take an ACL injury serious. <laughs> they're not really going to try to rush him out there. So uh, where Kenyon Drake had been, you know, ha- had a ha- had signed there and, and nobody was sure what was going to happen with that backfield. He had a lousy couple of first games, and that was when Lamar really was, was taking it to everybody. If he's going to be this involved now, Again, I I think it's a no-brainer that you have to go out and pick him up. Uh, He may already be on your team as a handcuff for for that J.K. Dobbins concept or or anything like that. But uh, I would say Kenyon Drake, with that offense and the way they do run the football, is somebody you do want to look to get on your roster. Yeah, and Gus Edwards, you know, when he comes back, could potentially – steal some of that work but i mean if you if you think about jk dobbins the injuries happen around the same time dobbins got back earlier than edwards which means that he you know got through the process faster i don't see gus edwards being anything special the first few weeks this is maybe one of those stashes that uh might come to help you later on in the season but uh drake is definitely a guy who does look especially if if dobbins is going to be slowed in any way by the knee injury Drake is definitely a, a prime ad for this week and and just kind of monitor, see where it goes from here. I don't know that I would start him right away, but uh, if he keeps getting 10 to 12 touches a game, I think he's, he's a viable option. In LA, we also have a little bit of running back controversy. It looks like Cam Akers was kind of a, I guess what you would consider a healthy scratch this week against the Panthers. Uh, apparently he and head coach Sean McVay have had some philosophical differences. I think Akers wanted to be featured more in the offense, obviously hasn't been putting up the yards per carry to really be featured. Uh, apparently Sean McVay, McVay thought that Akers was not ready to resume a full-time workload, which is why he 
had been sort of sprinkling a lot of uh, Daryl Henderson into those games. But if Akers is traded, I mean, Henderson's going to be the guy. He's definitely going to be the the running back that you want to own. But there are two other guys, one they just signed and one who's coming back off of IR that uh, you might want to pick up. Again, these are just stashes. I, these are not guys I'm going running out to the waiver wire you know, to get tomorrow, but guys to just kind of keep an eye on. Malcolm Brown was signed to the team this week. He actually played in the game uh, against the Panthers and had seven carries for 15 yards. But again, that was his first week uh, back. The Rams have been really excited about this rookie, Kyron Williams. Again, I think that when he comes back and is fully ready to play, I think Kyron Williams is the guy who will eventually split the work with Daryl Henderson and actually has a chance at taking over this job if he can prove that you know he can be more productive than Henderson because I don't think that Sean McVay loves you know Daryl Henderson being the one but is unfortunately kind of stuck with it at this point. So if you have an extra bench spot, definitely go out and throw Kyron Williams on the end of your bench and, and hold on to him for a few weeks and, and see what happens. If he ends up becoming nothing, he's an easy drop. But uh, if he ends up getting some work in, in an offense that you know hasn't been great so far this year but has shown that they can put points on the board when they got you know everything clicking, definitely not a, not a bad pickup for uh, the end of your bench. Moving on, one more set of, uh, I guess you could say, running back tandems that could factor in. We're looking at the Denver Broncos. Obviously, they're going to play tonight to finish out week six. It will be interesting to see how things do shake out. We know that uh, Javante Williams is out for the season, so it is Melvin Gordon and insert running back here. That was Mike Boone last week who had a nice game. But they had also signed, but he wasn't ready uh, playbook-wise, was Latavius Murray. This has potential to see, you know, hot hand. It it could be almost a three-way split. Who knows? Uh, It did look last week like Boone pretty much had filled into the Javante Williams role with the amount of carries, the split concepts uh, with snaps and everything else. So he did look to be there and looked effective. Banged his foot up a little bit, but he was a full go in practice this week. Mary had a wrist injury. He's fine. I think after tonight, you're going to start to see maybe how things shake out a little bit uh, against the Chargers when when Denver takes the field. Again, Melvin Gordon is still the guy. And again, as long as he can stop the fumbling, it should pretty much uh, save him from, from having any other issues. But right now, I'd say it's still Mike Boone. Latavius Murray's there. And it, it, I think that backup role is going to be just that. It's going to be who's the hot hand. But hopefully it doesn't turn into a three-headed monster because then that would just really uh, probably ruin everybody's fantasy hopes from that backfield at all. We do know that Russell Wilson's, you know, his right shoulder's a little banged up. He he got it looked at. And they said, you know, you're okay to play and he's going to gut it out. But if he's not 100%, they should be leaning on the run game a little bit more than usual. Uh, and that being said, that's where Boone or Murray or both, uh, again, could have a uh, some legitimacy pickups waiver wire wise to, to definitely factor into a backfield that looks to do a 50, 50 split. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the Broncos should be running the ball tonight. This, that, that is definitely the weakness of the chargers and it, you know, it's a great way to keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hand. So I definitely could see a lot of uh, a lot of running back carries tonight in this game. Uh, one last running back duo to look at. This is just to keep your eye on the situation thing. This is, this is, again, I'm not necessarily running out and grabbing these guys. 
if I'm, you know, if I have an extra defense to drop or whatever the case is, or, you know, maybe I, I'm streaming quarterbacks and I, I found one that I like and I got an extra roster spot, might go out and grab one of these two guys. But Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard from the Carolina Panthers, one of these guys may potentially get the starting job in Carolina. Again, not a great starting job on a great starting offense, but when when you're talking about somebody getting you know 12 to 15 carries a week that's extremely hard line in fantasy football so if the carolina panthers do end up trading christian mccaffrey they are listening to offers for him now supposedly it's going to take a lot to get him they have said that they are they're not fire sailing they're not just getting rid of players they are willing to listen to trades though because i feel like carolina knows that they're sort of in a rebuilding uh, mode at this point now and you know christian mccaffrey's 26 years old not getting any younger, been injured for the past two years. I think if they can get something of real value for him, they will move him. Uh, Again, in which case, uh, either Deontay Foreman or Chuba Hubbard will get the starting role. My guess is that they'll probably mix in a little of both. I believe that Deontay Foreman is the superior athlete and given the opportunities would be the better fantasy option. He's the guy that I would go after first. Chuba Hubbard kind of showed last year that you know, he was a, a decent backup, but then the Carolina Panthers went out and signed Deontay Foreman anyway after his great performance filling in for Derrick Henry last year um, with the Titans. So for me, I feel like that's a sign that, you know, we they wanted something a little bit better than what they had in Hubbard, and that is why they signed Foreman. So I think he would get the first opportunity to, to at least get the bigger share of the work. And if he does well with it or you know, hypothetically does well with it. If, if all of this goes down, McCaffrey gets traded the foreman could end up being a, a, you know, a flex worthy play on a weekly basis for you. So definitely a guy who uh, I'm sticking on some benches when I get the opportunity to do so. All right. Uh, Alec Pierce, he might be available. looks like a lot of people are picking up on the fact that he's kind of becoming a thing has been having some really good games recently. And again, started out a little quiet. He was banged up to start the season. But I mean, over the last four weeks in, in our league of record, he had, he went from, you know, and I'll just round them up, went from nine to 12, 16, 13.9. So call it 14. He had a, he had a really nice game yesterday. Uh, three catches, seven total targets, 49 yards and a touchdown. Oh, by the way, the game winning touchdown. Uh, he's starting to, really become a bit of a thing uh, you know obviously with michael Pittman being wide receiver one down there and, and you have matt ryan who knows you know how to find wide receivers um he is kind of becoming a guy they're passing more yes you know with the running backs being a little banged up but deon jackson still had a nice game too that offense as a whole looked good uh what they had the potential to be he's second on the team overall this season in targets he is you know if you want to talk about qualifying he's first or or second in yards per reception tied on the team lead with yards per target which is obviously a big one he's a player right now that is just kind of out there that some people may not have picked up on yet but being able to find him and get him on your roster if you can do it now uh, he could be a nice little piece for down the road a bi-week fill-in and and if he keeps up what he's doing uh you know, he, he has the potential to definitely be in your starting lineup as a flex and, and potential wide receiver too. Alec Pierce, go get him. Yeah, I actually considered starting him this week, as a matter of fact, and um, ended up going. I did. It didn't help me, did but you? I did. 
another wide receiver who may and does it looks like he's sort of been left for dead and i completely understand why chase claypool for the from the pittsburgh steelers uh had a really good game against tampa bay bucks yesterday uh had seven targets caught all seven of them for 96 yards and a touchdown also the game-winning touchdown there the, pittsburgh was ahead but that put them up big and uh basically salted the game away for the steelers <laughs> for me you know, I, I didn't love Claypool. Deontay Johnson was getting all the targets. George Pickens was getting all the hype. Chase Claypool was kind of, you know, left for dead in this offense. Oh, he did say he was the best player in football, but, you know. Yeah, I think he, I think he said he was like the third best player, which who says, I mean, either you're the best or you're the worst. Like, you know, there's no, there is no second best. You know third what I mean? Best on my own team. You yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, for me, the way I'm looking at this now is now that Pittsburgh has changed quarterbacks, I think that everything is everything that happened the first whatever it was, four and a half weeks of the season has to kind of be put to the side. And you kind of have to start over looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers with a new set of eyes for fantasy football. And for me, listen, I don't know that Chase Claypool is going to put up numbers like this every game. He probably won't. I don't expect the Steelers' offense to be that much better, but they seemed like a different team this week. I mean, I know they still only put 20 points on the board, but Tampa Bay Bucks are a pretty good offense. You know, I, I think that if Kenny Pickett is going to get Claypool more involved, then Claypool's a guy that you have to stash on your bench, as well as George Pickens. And, I mean, obviously Deontay Johnson's rostered in like 99% of the league, so... Everybody probably has him, but these other two wide receivers in Pittsburgh definitely need to be rostered and they need to be stashed on your bench because if Pittsburgh's offense, you know, over the next few weeks starts to turn around and become much better with, with Pickett back there, you're going to be late to the party and you're, you're going to miss out on picking these guys up. So grab them now. Again, these are end of your bench stashes. We're not saying go out and drop all the guys on your team and go pick up these waiver wire options. But again, if you're, if you got somebody sitting there that you're just like, oh, that guy hasn't done anything in weeks, drop him and pick up Claypool and, and keep Claypool on your bench and see what he does for the next couple of weeks. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe he ends up being droppable as well. But at least you've got something now moving forward. You've got a good game. In the second game that, that Kenny Pickett starts, Chase Claypool finally has a good game. That is, uh, you know, that's a possibility that things could be turning around for this team and for Claypool. So I would definitely grab him up and, and throw him on my bench. Another wide receiver with some availability in some leagues about, you know, about fi- close to 50% of leagues, uh, 50% availability, I should say in leagues, Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys last night was not a, <laughs> that was not a good night for, for Cowboys receivers or offense as a whole. That being said, his seven targets was second most versus the Philadelphia Eagles. So he is pretty much stepping up to be, you know, CeeDee Lamb is the one and he is the number two. There's no more Amari Cooper there. So with that, you're also going to be seeing Dak Prescott coming back uh, pretty much. I'd say they'd have to bring him back probably for week seven just to kind of right that ship after a tough division loss. He coming back in will, will definitely help to to push that value up a little bit more. Michael Gallup just getting back off of injury and getting back up to speed. So he's a guy that again waiver wires. He's probably out there if you're looking to you know get some depth pieces right now. And and again, guys that can definitely step in as a good flex and a possible wide receiver too. 
Uh, Michael Gallup, I think, definitely needs to be considered with the potential that that offense has, especially if Dak comes back and he's effective. Targeting wide receivers is, is what he does, and, and Michael Gallup has it too. So take a look. If he's out there, maybe pick up Michael Gallup. Yeah, another guy you can consider grabbing is Wandale Robinson. He's available in 95% of leagues. Had four targets, three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown versus Baltimore. Giants have been, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. They've been winning games on the back of their defense, which is playing extremely well. And on to the back of Saquon Barkley as well. Uh, Barkley had another good game this week. But the Giants are really in need of pass catchers. And they're really in need of playmakers on that offense. And for me, Wondell Robinson would probably be the first pickup. He is uh, that explosive uh, fast twitch guy who, you know, as we saw in the uh, in the game, he he basically just he just looks faster than everybody else on the field. Like he's just one of those little quick guys that's just really hard to, uh, you know, like Darren Sproles used to be. He's just he's a guy that can. What do they say? They can uh, make you miss in a phone booth. Like he's that kind of guy. <laughs> and uh, again, I think you know the Giants are hurting for for playmakers. They obviously can't continue to. to you know, have Saquon Barkley be 70% of their offense. So they're going to need to get some of these guys involved. And now that Wondell Robinson is healthy, uh, I do think he's going to be more involved in this offense and, and make the Giants a, an even more dangerous team than, strangely enough, than, than they already are. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely go out. Of all the waiver wire pickups at wide receiver, I think I like Wondell Robinson the best just because of the fact that there's so much – potential in that offense for him because nobody else is really doing anything in, in that wide receiver room moving on one more wide receiver to talk about uh that would be that zay jones of the jacksonville jaguars right now he's coming back off a little bit of an ankle injury uh he had a nice strong start to the season and then some people kind of you know you forgot about him you dropped him you you saw he was out there but eh, he's hurt Five catches on five targets for 42 yards against Indianapolis. Leads the team in targets per game uh, right now with 7.4 receptions total with 27. You know, we, we've seen some some highs and lows a little bit here with that Jacksonville offense. Obviously, you know, first year with a good team, good coach. But definitely this guy coming across from the Raiders as a free agent was kind of the under the radar signing. Christian Kirk was the big deal, but Zay Jones, if he's available, he's a guy I think you definitely want to look to uh, add to your roster right now. Again, there's going to be some weeks where he's definitely a flex. Uh, and again, he also would have some potential wide receiver too, based on matchups. And, and maybe if you're wide receiving core with bye weeks or injuries gets a little decimated, but he showed that he could play through injury yesterday. And I think Zay Jones is worthy of a spot on your roster. And the last one we're going to hit real quick is the tight end. Uh, again, mentioned the Giants being devoid of pass catch catching options. Uh, Daniel Bellinger scored his second touchdown in the last two games yesterday versus the Baltimore Ravens. He's obviously he's becoming more and more involved in the offense each week. He actually led the team in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns in week six. Uh, you know, definitely a guy that Daniel Jones is starting to trust a little bit more, starting to look for a little bit more, and is becoming just a more integral part of what they're doing on offense. And again, the Giants have not offensively been, you know, beating people down. But as they get more playmakers, things open up for other guys. They're going to be increasingly harder and harder to defend. 
And I think Daniel Bellinger is one of those guys who, uh, again, if you don't have a, a Kelsey or a Mark Andrews, he's a guy that you could be looking to stream on a weekly basis. And and he was actually my start of the week last week as a streamer and, and paid off for me. So definitely see more good things to come for Daniel Bellinger moving forward. So uh, again, if you're hurting a tight end position, he's a guy that you can throw on your bench and, uh, and get a, a spot start out of here and there. Well, we're hoping that, you know, some of these pointers and, and waiver wire picks that we're offering as well as the injury news uh, can help you. Uh, you know, we're going through, we're trying to figure out some of the options out there. And again, some weeks with bye weeks, it can even affect the guys you can pick up. Hey, there's a great pickup, or, but it'd be a stash because they're off this week. Yeah, You know, injuries are starting to become a factor. We see that as well. So these are some names that are available. And, and again, some of them that probably shouldn't be. It's that time of year where, you know, you kind of like fall cleaning. You kind of go through that roster and see who's there. And, and what needs to be done to to maybe strengthen your team a little bit. So these are a few names for the future. We think they're going to help you. Uh, if you have any questions, you know, you can always shoot us a, a little email, uh, the nine route FFB at gmail.com. We have our website, which is www.thenineroutefb.com uh, with links to all our socials. Uh, if you're looking for us, it is at the nine route on Twitter. Uh, I am at Scott from Delco, also on Twitter. So if you're interested in, you know, picking our brain, maybe just to see why we do what we do or why, you know, what picks we made or give you a little inside info just between the the two of us, we'd be happy to help. And again, we appreciate you listening and, and we appreciate your support. Speaking of support, Pat. Yeah, we'd like to thank Mickey's Pub in Tuckerton, New Jersey for partnering with the show. If you're looking for a great place to watch the NFL on Sunday, Mickey's is it. Great food, drink specials, and all the football you can handle. Mickey's Pub, 327 East Main Street in Tuckerton, where friends and family meet. All right, I think that's going to do it for us for our waiver wire show. I think we definitely gave everybody some good options as far as waiver wire pickups. I don't think this week, this is probably the weakest week, the weakest week of waiver wire uh, pickups. Uh, again, not really a whole lot of injuries, which is a good thing. Definitely, you know, don't like to see. Guys getting hurt, but uh, definitely not as many opportunities moving forward for you know some of these uh, second and third string guys to get their opportunities when the starters stay healthy. So uh, a little bit, a little bit weaker. This is probably one of those weeks where uh, you know, I depending on the type of waivers that you use in your league, if you use a, a rolling waiver where once you claim a player, you move to the end of the you know to the bottom of the the waiver priority. I would probably not use a waiver priority this week. I don't think there's a huge difference in any of these guys. Um, and again, depending on how good or bad your roster is, you might not really be upgrading. You know, there's like I said, there's a few guys on here that are sort of take a shot on type of guys, but nobody that I'm like running out to grab because I'm, I, you know, I need to start them this week in my lineup. So, you know, not really the strongest waiver week, but uh, you know, still giving you guys some options in case, you know, like I said, you have a ton of guys on by or you've, you know, just been bit with the injury bug. Uh, these are some some players that you can pick up to to hopefully strengthen your roster. So you got anything else before we uh, head out of here? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it, folks. Again, we appreciate you listening. We hope that we can help you with our our picks and our expert knowledge here at the nine round. And for Pat, this is Scott. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.